Episode 12, man. Episode Go 12. Marshall Hamilton. Look, we're two for, for 11 <laughs> on introducing ourselves. So, got to get it out the way, man. Marshall Hamilton here. Austin Hamilton. Yeah, we, we apologize, man. We, uh, we've we been slipping on that. We but, have been. Um, hopefully, we uh, we hold ourselves accountable right. like, we, like we do. Yep. Um, and we'll we'll correct that. So. Yeah. Speaking of hold our, holding ourselves accountable, we made a promise last episode that we would... Get something done, man, and uh, we we did it. We, we got it. it. We got the handshake squared away. Um, I don't know why we just decided to have a handshake. Like yeah, we, we freaking we we've been playing with each other since we were like six. I know. I don't understand it, but show the people, man. Let's do it. We got something simple. for y'all, man. Simple, simple. Two times, baby. Two times, man. Clock in. Let's get it. See man. that? See that lock in with the clock in? Yep. You feel me? So you lock in the clock in. Facts, man. Uh, knock your and block in. <laughs> like, Are you about to give us four? Nine, nine, four good. bars? Yeah, we good. We good. Four bar Friday, four we bar good. Sunday. Put a beat um, on. <laughs> look, if y'all haven't looked at the YouTube, now's oh, the time. Please, please. Y'all need, y'all need to really check out the YouTube. You got um, to to see the handshake. To see the handshake. And uh, my guy, Nico. Shout out to Nico, Mr. Fooley. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> my man, Gruss. Gruss was out here. Um, they, they put in a lot of hard work, man, into uh, transitioning the audio and everything in the video to a, a high quality YouTube um, experience. So check it out. You got to check it out to see the new handshake. Um, it's been a how tough do you, how week. Do you, how do you feel, man? It's been a tough week how do you for feel? me, man. It's been a tough week. How do you feel? Um, so for those who may be listening to this for the first time, like, you know, the podcast, we do a top five um, poll every now and then. So this was our um, our sixth one. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, we've had different categories like top five lunch food items, top five. Um, uh, what else have we done? Disney Channel movies Disney or something Channel, like that. Disney Channel coaches and movies. Top five, yeah. Uh, fictional movie coaches. And um, I got out to I got out to a good lead. I was up three one in the series, mm-hmm. and Austin called himself LeBron, which which was comical to me. Um, so going into this week, I was up three. It's not it's not so comical anymore. Going up going <laughs> going into this week, I was I was up three two, and our category was top five nineties cartoons. So I do want to clarify, these are cartoons that originated and were started in the 90s not what was shown in the 90s so um here's how i feel man um and i I gotta i gotta get back to my roots because what i did i try to be you know genuine and have integrity with with mine because i went off shows that i that i watched like on a regular basis right and they're all all dope shows all great shows so i'll go through my list real quick um i had Recess at number one. Oh. Vince LaSalle should be in the NFL, NBA, and MLB <laughs> Hall of Fame, first of all. Um, oh, man. So here's, here's my list of sports figures growing up. 
Kobe, Vince LaSalle. <laughs> okay. I'll never forget when they're playing kickball. And he literally kicked it out of the stratosphere. Out of, out of this earth. <laughs> out of the stratosphere. Out of the earth. He hit a satellite. He did. That's probably why the Russians aren't really rocking it, for real, for real. It's all because of Vince LaSalle. But, uh, Legend, dog, he... This he man, had the two wristbands like Reggie Miller. The two wristbands, the green jersey with the number. Um, the only thing I couldn't get with Vince on is his shape up. His shape up was atrocious. Um, so, I, so Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, I had to transition to Steve Harvey for that. Um, but just the whole premise of the show, bro. Like he, like I was really, I was siced, dog. Like every recess, yeah, to like recreate that. Yeah, I had the red hat like T.J. Like Detweiler. Like that was my show, bro. So for the culture, like it was a diverse group. You know, it you was. had you had all races, all types of people. Races, you had nerds, you had, like you had females in there. Females, you know, it was it was really like a, a it was actually a good show. Um, so that that's what my the number movie one was is. Lit too. Movie we used was to tough. Watch it all the time. Yeah, movie was definitely tough. Hey Arnold, number two. Um, man, that that show just it taught you a lot of life lessons, low key. Mm-hmm. First off, um. How to keep somebody in the friend zone. Facts. <laughs> Facts. So it was probably the first show that I've seen where the guy was keeping the female in the friend zone. Facts. Um, actually, no, nah, I take that back. Urkel used to keep Myra in, in the friend zone. And Urkel did? Matters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Myra was on was on him hard. But then they, they ended up being together, though. Uh, for, I mean, I think like... Wait, for wait, a wait, bit, wait. Myra, Myra the was... Light the light skin. The light skin one, Laura. the light skin okay. one was crazy. Yeah, but she yeah, was yeah, way yeah. tougher than Laura. I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, Laura I was, was a big fan of Myra. Myra was tough. She passed away too. Rest yeah, she had I think cancer or something like that. Oh. Um, but yeah, like Hey Arnold was, you know, one of the first shows where like the female was the aggressor, and he was like, "Nah, you gotta chill out. Yeah. I'm not really on you like that." Um, and to the she movie, was curving the dude too. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my man who was dude who's always what breathing. What was that loud. dude's name? Yeah, that man, that Batman had coronavirus the way yeah. he was breathing. You know? I'm not even gonna hold you. That Batman. He was a had... creep too, dog. He'd be hiding. He'd be hiding in the trash. He didn't say one word. It the whole pop up and you start breathing. Yeah, on yeah. That. I would have. I would have gave him the hands too. Yeah. yeah, he didn't say one word. That wouldn't fly um, in 2020. Nah, I would. Nah, he he'd get arrested for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, who else, man? Gerald. I mean, Gerald. okay, oh, that that's a really good matchup, Gerald and Vince LaSalle. That's a re- that's a very good Gerald. Matchup. Gerald had a, Gerald had more swag. Like yeah, Gerald yeah, yeah, overall, yeah. like like Vince is the type of dude who probably like was awkward outside of sports. You feel me? <laughs> like he's all about sports, bro. And then yeah. you, and then you take him. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking I'm not taking Vince to the party with me. I'm taking Gerald to the party. Yeah, he he wasn't no nah, he wasn't in that in that lifestyle. So. Um, Nah, but like, yeah, Gerald, I don't know, man. That's a good matchup. Yeah. That's yeah, a really good... That, that might be our next list, like... Characters? And yeah, like sport characters. Yeah. Match them up. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but hey, Arnold, man, a lot I could talk about there. He had the dopest room, first of all. His room was crazy. He pretty much had, like, a attic. Yeah, right? like a condo. Like, he had his own, like, you know, condo. His grandpa let him rock. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, he's an OG, dog. No, my man was they used to be on the stoop, cooling. Yeah. Um, so Hey Arnold was again, man, great one. Dexter's Lab was my third one. Um, yeah, that was a great show. Great man. show, man. Like it really so funny. 
yeah, it, it was hilarious. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, it was this dude who, you know, was like 10, 11, who's literally like inventing all these smart, like, smart things. And he should have been breaded up, first of all. Like, this man should have had about a thousand patents. Didi, his, his sister was always messing stuff up. Always. Um, his mom would. All right. Never mind. We're not gonna go there. We gotta keep it. You know. Oh gotta, man. We gotta keep it. Oh man. Keep it PG. Oh man. Um, Wait. Wrong drop. Wrong drop. Cedarico. Keep it PG. Uh, I'll just say this. This is all I'll say. Um, she definitely was raised in the South. She, Yo, she ate a lot of grits and cornbread and, and whole milk <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and all types of pork chops, all types of stuff. That's all I'll say. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. The real mac and cheese. Um, What's the fake mac and cheese? We kind of talked. <laughs> so we right. talked about this a little bit before the uh, before we start hit the record button. And some very valid uh, points and reasonings to determine if mac and cheese is legit or not so there's so three please, there's three three indicators all right the number one indicator if i can see a noodle on top like from the top from looking at it if i can see a noodle it's not gonna be it's not gonna be good there's already i already know there's not enough cheese yep i should i should see a i should see a uh, like a, a a crust of cheese that looks like like what i can't you say eat bread it should look like the top of a loaf of bread. Right, exactly. <laughs> Were you like I shouldn't be able to I should be guessing like is there is it just all cheese? Or is there actually noodles? Like what yeah. like what is that? Yeah. That's number one, because it's you know it's gonna be dry if you can see noodles. Number two, um if it's in a round dish, if it's in a, if something's in a round dish like that, it's not even mac and cheese, it's casserole to me. That that's that's macaroni casserole with cheese. It has to be in a. I'm trying to think. In a like, square. What do you even put in a round dish? Because a round dish is so. It, here's the thing. Like it's so pie deep. That's the only pie. thing. Yeah, That's the only yeah. Thing. Or Chicago pizza. Right. It's so deep. True. That like. Shout out to Uno. A Uno. large quiche. Right. Yeah. Quiche. Yeah. Like. You know that it, it's so deep that like mac and cheese should not be like that like that thin no. layers wide. No. It should be in a nice like glass. Or ceramic, yeah. like you know, it's flat, square, you know, earth rectangular. Is, earth is flat, is it? <laughs> All right, Kyrie. Flat man. Um, and then the last indicator is if I if I take a scoop of it, and I'm not fighting the cheese to get it off the spoon, I don't want it. If it I take, a tussle. If, if it I, has to be a tussle. It has to be a tussle. It has to be. If it takes you, if it takes you less than two seconds to scoop it up, it's that's not good. No. You you should be Put wrapping the spoon Put around. You should. You need it. You actually need, you need a help. You need a knife to like <laughs> cut. You, you need help. Like you're cutting through the jungle type yeah. stuff. <laughs> Freaking Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you now that I think about it, moms. Whenever like I'm around my mom and we, and we get the mac and cheese, she's like, "Hold on, I got you now." <laughs> yep. She's she's. <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, no, but that's so true. true. She, like, she's grabbing. She's has a another, mom, a mom, an auntie, you know, a grandma. They have to help. You, you need help. You need help. That's man. why their arms look like that. Yeah, have dog. To, man. That's another indicator. What the elbow look like? Now, whoever serves it to you, you, if your arm don't wiggle, <laughs> Yo. she serving it to you. Now? She don't got that on. Yo. 
<laughs> Yo, we're going down. Can we get back to the list? Yeah, we're going, get back to the list. <laughs> we're going down a different path. <laughs> Yo, I can already, like, this is going to be the, probably the silliest episode of all time. Hey, it might be, man. It uh, has to be after Pokemon. The all right. Here's my here's my thought process yeah. with Pokemon. I got a lot of flack for this one. Yeah, I didn't like um, I didn't like this pick, man. I I watched it. I liked it at that time in my life. Like Pokemon, thought po- culture wise, bro, you had people trapping Pokemon cards. Yeah, in, in, in and elementary and, school, and there's and they're still and it's still still going. Like, yeah, so like, like the the whole card industry is coming back. Yeah, Pokemon Go. You got people <laughs> uh, walking off cliffs and stuff. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but. Like the impact that Pokemon had had worldwide, to me, was a top. Was it my favorite? But but again, you got to think and about I, and this. And I watched these it a lot, sh- bro. These are shows though, like <coughs> excuse me. Universally, I don't think the show was, you know, had oh, that impact. No, we we used to wake up every. What, what, I forgot what time it was. Like Saturday. But when you whatever, but when you hear when you joint. hear the Pokemon show. When you hear Pokemon, do you think card or do you think show? I think cards, and that's where you lose. All right. I mean, I, I guess that's that's just my opinion. That's, that's fair. For dumb long though, huh? That show. Went yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a good yeah, show. Man. Like just, when Pikachu like became cards. Rachu or whatever, I was I was a proud moment in my life. When <laughs> people evolved, bro, like you. Anyway, I'm all right. Anyways, Doug, I love this. Doug, pick. Doug, I, I, I almost put it in because it was a was personal favorite. Doug, but, I love you know, Doug, I, I gotta, man. I got to be strategic in this. I love Doug, man. Uh, you know, Patty Mayonnaise, you know, he was going smack at, at Patty for he was that was the first cartoon where um, was inter, Doug, interracial was relationships were Doug actually, was white or light skinned? He was definitely white. He was white. Okay. Man. okay. He was definitely white. But Patty Patty was light skinned. She, yeah, she she was, she had little, some Creole in her. She yeah, had a little Creole. Was she, was she bait though? Like she wasn't fire, but you know, for, for you know, for Doug, like that was good for Doug. Yeah. Doug, you know, Doug see, you know, he needed Stable only joint. Like one thick joint on that show. It's kind. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Um, Skeeter. Yeah, we're out of control right now. Skeeter. Skeeter was a. Uh, I like Skeeter a lot, man. He's uh, a good friend. Skeeter. He was. He was loyal, man. Um, good DJ. Good DJ. Yeah. Like he's a skater too, right? Yeah. Skeeter was was cool, but Doug was just. He was a. He was just a cool, cool, calm, and collected man. Smooth. Like smooth. He had the same <laughs> outfit. This man had a closet the same. I'm glad he. I'm glad he pointed that out though, because every cartoon was like that. Yeah, and that that was the first one where it's like, all right, I, we're we're admitting that like these people. But were you, the you same have thing. to, cause like you know you you draw out the cartoon right. Like, right. That's how it works. You, I'm not trying to draw out. Yeah, yeah I'm eighty hip. different outfits. I'm hip, but it was just funny how like one episode he they opened his closet yeah. and it was like seventeen in the same outfit. Um, Shout out to Doug. Doug man. had a lot of life lessons too, man. So that was my top five. Um. Again, these are these are shows that I watched. I feel like this was smart. You you really you really were uh you were finessing for the culture. Like you you knew yeah. I mean you knew you got what to. the people I mean, like I, Rocket Power, bro. I let you get into yours. No, no. I mean you know this is a perfect time, Nico, to cue that uh LeBron picture when he's got his he got the shades on the hat. Never come back from a three one deficit. But um yeah, you you can cue that up, Nick. But uh, yeah, man. Number one, this was obvious to me. The Simpsons, like you didn't really watch The Simpsons like that. What's your point? That's what I'm saying, man. I'm trying to be, you know, this is my top five. But anyways, I mean, that's your problem. <laughs> um, the Simpsons. I don't, is it still running? Yeah, I think they still have they, new episodes, right? They still have new episodes, right? 
think so. Regardless, yeah. I'm sure they. I mean, broken. it's been running for yeah. They I'm sure they've broken they every type of record. If they stop. They'd be like, yo, that'd be a huge yeah. event. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, I didn't watch it like that. Really, because we weren't allowed. Mom didn't really. They didn't I mean, let us watch it. Wild. It was wild. It was Family Guy before Family Guy. Pretty much. Um, but great show. Um, obvious number one for me. Hey Arnold. Um, that was number two. I think we were both we both had a, had them at two. Um, number three, Recess. Again, I used to watch that after school. Yeah. Every day. Like four thirty or something. Yeah. Like the movie. The movie was dope. Um, yeah. See, like I can't wait to bring this stuff back when Ryder gets old enough to like sit still and watch TV. Um, he's going to be hit, man. Shout out to Disney Plus, man. That was, that was Yeah, huge. Power move. Um, Rocket Power, another one that I didn't really watch like that. Um, but, I mean, I got to give the people what they want, man. I knew, I knew that was going to be a fan favorite. Um, and I think, for me, the last pick, number five, the Magic School Bus. That killed me. That was a, that was that a, killed that was a great, great pick. That killed me. Think about it. Whenever you whenever you saw the teacher pop in that VHS in science class, you were lit. Like, we all we've all had that feeling I was when more the teacher a, I was more of an Arthur guy. If we're gonna go down like that category, Arthur We didn't show Arthur in school. I'm just talking about like the educational, like little like P like the joints that was on PBS. Yeah, I, I get I get you. But the Magic School bus, um, it was entertaining, but also you know, you, you learn you learned a lot in it. Um, especially at that age where like you don't really care about science, like nah. You know, you want you want something that, that's gonna engage you. Right, right. And the Magic School bus did that. For me and a lot of people, it, it got us it got me through science class. Um, you know, shout out to Miss Frizzle man, she was uh you know, she was a legend. She she, she was, was a legend. Yeah, she she was. Um but but also like a very She's a goat. <laughs> multicultural show, mm-hmm. you know, from all races. Yo, they would go to uh, those are kids from Captain Planet. Well, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say that. Yeah. Like, I, I bet you they kind of took that whole you know scheme or whatever. But yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good to tie it up, but the work's not done. Um, game seven, and, uh, man. Game seven's we, gonna be. We, what you think, Dame? The category doozy, has man. to be. This category has to be. And here's the thing: really game seven one, might not be for another like month or two. Yeah, we, we don't. It's gotta know. be a good category. Yeah, yeah, we really gotta. You really gotta like think about what what the people would want, but yeah, we'll have to uh, put together a poll or something because yeah, um, that's definitely the route. Yeah, we we shouldn't come up with it. We should. But yeah, another regardless, man, another fun one. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, man. Interesting thing. Last thing I'll say about like the whole competition or whatever. The two shows that killed me were your fourth and fifth ones. The Simpsons yeah. didn't kill me at all. No. That was your number one. No. Rocket Power and Magic School Bus. Everyone who people, responded were yeah. like, man. A lot of you, people like Rocket Power. The only reason why I went with Austin is because of Rocket Power or Magic School Bus. Yeah. But Rocket Power, it destroyed me, bro. I'm telling you. It, it was a good me. show, man. It you was. Know? I mean, they had a the little wiggity wiggity handshake. Yeah. Nah, it, I, look, um, Rocket Power was dope. We just, like, out of Nickelodeon shows, I just wasn't. You know, like Hey Arnold was the show. Yeah, for us. it was. What was the What was the one that came after um, Rocket Power? Wild Dorn- Thornberry. Wild that Dorn- show was wacky. That show was disgusting. It was awful. <laughs> it was just absolutely awful. Um, and never mind. I'm not gonna go on another tangent. Should uh, I? 
Cederico. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go today. Okay, Rob Thornberry's, but on a sadder note, man. Um, all right, well, you guys hear the, the fire truck? Um, I really leave that in there. Nah, we spicy today. Yeah, okay. you might as well let it ride. That's yeah. a drop. That's a part of the drop, man. Yeah, man. Let it, let Hopefully, it. you know, people are good. People are safe. Yeah. Um, but Chadwick Boseman passed away, man. Um, you know, he he was one of my favorite actors. Yeah. As people. Yeah. You know, Hollywood is, is a wild place, man. And, uh, you know, you never know how people really are behind closed doors. He's one of the very few that I could say I think is genuinely like a great was a great dude yeah um, and you know he's from South Carolina which is where yeah, Anderson our, our um, you know area where my mom is from with the Howard with the Howard you know and he really fought to get um, Felicia Rashad and Denzel Washington's like tutelage and mentorship um, I was just doing some research man I wanted to, to read this you know because this is kind of the epitome of what it means to like clock in like mm-hmm. as a lifestyle not just like temporarily or whatever but to really clock in man he got his first starring role in 2013 at age 36 mm. he died at 43 he got cancer three years after he got his first starring role um and he filmed at least four to seven movies while he had the cancer diagnosis. Why he was his big, his biggest movies, his biggest movies, and some of the most impactful movies that will ever, ever come out. Right, and he did not let anyone know. Like he didn't, he didn't do it for. Uh, he didn't, you know, want pit, pity about it. Like he, he just clocked in, man, and you could tell he, based on the movies he did. That's another thing. Like Marshall, the Durka Marshall movie, forty two. Black Panther, um, the other James movies. Brown. He's always been a part of movies that actually uh, represented a, a real life, you know, scenario that made an impact on people. Or Black Panther. I mean, that's one of the most influential movies that that'll ever be around in inside the black community and outside the black community. So it's really sad, man. Like it's kind of it's kind of tough to say this but this year has been so crazy that it didn't hit me as hard as it would have last year yeah because you know i'm kind of getting numb to like hearing stuff like this but man he just just wanted to say you know prayers to that family man you know i'm going to really try to kind of like like what we said with kobe man um learn and really study how he impacted people um, and and kind of try to carry on that legacy of who he was, man, and the type of spirit he had. So that's that's all I got to say, man. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, um, I w- I was looking at an interview he did, um, and you know he was, you know, like there's certain people, man, like they almost just don't even seem real. Like there's like there's like an angelic spirit mm-hmm. to to them, like. I got a chance to see Maya Angelou speak at Elon. She was one of them. Um, and I, she like walked by me and you just, I don't know. You could like feel you, her. You could feel it. You could feel her presence. Um, I think Kobe had that same um, impact on people. Um, I think, 
Chadwick Boseman did, did, did as well. And, you know, listening to the interview, he basically said, and this is this was the most, like, powerful thing for me, was, like, for all the roles that he, you know, was asked to do or, um, you know, people were like, we think this would be a great role for, for you. He said, he said, all right, you know, this could be a great opportunity, but is this something that will embody who I am as a person first? And all those movies that you named yeah. off, um, those were all movies that he felt that, you know, within himself, he could see himself with, with Jackie Robinson, with Black Panther, um, you know, Thurgood Marshall. So he was a powerful dude, man. He was a powerful dude. Um, you know, the, the whole Black Panther thing, like, I saw it twice. Um, it almost, like, I get emotional, like, even thinking about it, because it's like, he's the first black superhero yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. And to play that, you know, that, that role with, with grace, with, with, with strength, um, and dignity, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing. Yeah, man. Like, like, I remember, like, I used to work camps. Like, white people were, would want to be Black Panther. Oh, yeah. They would imitate yeah. his... Uh, you know his accent, but like not in a like you not know, in a, condescending, yeah. um, disrespectful way. Like they, they wanted to be T'Challa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Like I, I wish, uh, you know, Ryder could could see him, you know, more as an actor, my son. Um, but definitely gonna show him back Black Panther because he has to see that. That movie will have a Lion King effect. Like, yeah. For like sure. Today, like kids still watch Lion King. Um, because of, of how powerful the, the story is, but um, and and how crazy is the irony that he died on Jackie Robinson Day? Did you know that? No, I didn't, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's at forty three, he died. It would have been even crazier if it was forty two, yeah. but um, yeah, he died on Jackie Robinson. You can't tell me God isn't real, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to hear that, man. Like um, that's that stuff just doesn't happen. Um, so I think, you know, he, he really lived his life. Um, and like you said, man, like for him to not ever complain, to not, um, you know, really just worry about his, his health and personal situation, but he, he knew what the goal was and that goal for him to me, it seemed like was to, to make a huge tsunami of impact on people through his his art and acting yep and yeah it's sad man because he's just one of those dudes like you just you wish you could just call up and just get advice from yeah like Kobe's sure, the same way like yeah. I have to, hey Kobe like what do you think about this like how did you handle this um so yeah man it's uh yeah it's tough it's tough to see there's very few like him man and that's that's the toughest part for me is you know there aren't there aren't a lot of Chadwick Bozemans in that industry. Um, he always kept his faith um, as a priority. That's another thing I kind of read about him. Yeah. And, you know, that last scene, um, I got emotional when I saw the last scene of Black Panther when, you know, he went, uh, mm. I don't know what it was, he went back to Oakland. Back to, yeah. Somewhere where where Cali. his, uh, you know, where Michael B. Jordan was and grew up and his uncle and um, instead of taking 
the resources that you know are in Wakanda and, and been hoarding them, you know, which is what uh, the people in Wakanda wanted to do because you know they didn't want the world to to really damage their uh, their environment, their their culture, all that. Um, he said, "I'm going to give back." Yeah, I'm going to get back, and that embodies who he was outside of Black Panther. Yeah. And as as Black people, I'm just going to speak to the Black community, and this will actually tie into our next topic, which is you know what's going on with the NBA. Like, let's not hoard that stuff, man. Let's not hoard our our, our resources, our our, our, no, our thought process, um, our connections. Going going um, back to to Maya Angelou, like. Her, one of her quotes that she said, and I wrote it down, I never forget it. When you get, you give. Yep. And when you learn, you teach. Simple. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we wanted to have this platform. Not that we're special and that we have, nah. you know. But we all have the, something to give and, exactly. and teach. And, um, so it's just, you know, let's do it. Why not? Use, right. your, use your talent. Use your resources. Use, you know, whatever influence you have. And um, that that lesson, and I got emotional. I almost got emotional, man, because, um, you know, it, it it really touched my heart to see him, you know, um, ser- go put put action into serving a, a community that that was struggling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> and even though it was a movie, you know, and, and even though Michael B. Jordan was his his nemesis. He actually went to where his nemesis grew up and and decided I'm gonna invest into that community to give these kids ability to learn science and technology. And, and that's why like, you know, as the before the movie um came out in theaters, like people were saying, like, Well, Michael B. Jordan, you know, it's the first time you're kinda like a villain and he would answer, oh, I don't know, like, wait until you guys see it because you know, that's why I, I love that, that character of uh, Killmonger. Um, I still think Michael B. Jordan's overrated as an actor, but I won't get into that. See, they're here, they're there. Um, but, you know, he was fighting for his people. And that's why he, he again, he didn't go, go about it the right way. You know, he killed people, but, um, you know, he, he cared about his people and he wanted to fight for them. And he knew going to Wakanda... And becoming, you know, king of Wakanda, he would be able to go back to where he was from and, you know, supply people with the resources and right. the knowledge. Um, but you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Interrupt. Nah, you're good, man. It, it kind of ties into the NBA discussion. And what I was going to say is, even though again it's just a movie, it's an example of how people, whether they're in the NBA or not, can actually. Uh, act on on benefiting and, and, and empowering the black community right um, so Draymond Green uh, he posted on Instagram I think it was uh, Wednesday or Tuesday whenever the boycott something like happened that. yeah something like that and I want to contrast it to Kyrie Irving's original stance so it kind of reminds me in a sense of the whole T'Challa versus Killmonger mm-hmm. mentality um, not that you know I'm picking sides. Just they're just different avenues to try to get to the same result. Yeah. So here's what Draymond said. But why can sports wait? Because it's a sport. It too is a business, like many other businesses in the world. Why is it that sports can wait, but other businesses should not? 
If that is the case, why shouldn't CEO, the CEO of YouTube boycott Alphabet or the president of Apple boycott the company? But you say basketball can wait. Is it because sports, in um, parentheses, the platform has afforded the athletes involved such huge platforms? Or maybe the athletes involved past and present actually afforded sports those platforms that the many athletes currently have today. That's neither here nor there. The notion that athletes should just stop working, but no one else in the world should stop is baffling to me. Why stop doing the very thing that offers you the biggest platform to speak for those that look like me and a lot of us? To do that is to actually give up the platform to speak for them because without us using our platforms, which is afforded by the influence of the sport, it actually stops us from echoing what those in the back are saying. Those people then will never, will then never truly be heard Athletes stand with the people, no secret there, but to actually tell athletes to stop doing what provides that platform to speak for the people uh, that need it is actually counterproductive, in my opinion, end quote. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's simple why they, you know, did the, did the right, made the right decision in playing um, because a young kid, no matter the color, they don't, they're not going to be influenced by somebody in D.C., but they're going to be influenced by a LeBron or uh, a Cristiano Ronaldo, um, you know, a Mookie Betts. Um, so it's important for athletes who have the platform to speak out on these things because at the end of the day, they're human. They go, they go about their lives the same way somebody works a nine-to-five. Yeah. yeah, they may have different advantages, right. but, um, you know, when it comes to what's going on in the world and police brutality, that's going to affect them emotionally, especially when they have the same color. Right. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad they, they made the decision in playing, man, because um, what is it, what is it, what, if, what is you not playing gonna do in in the bigger picture yeah what is the ROI seriously like what what is it because you um, you not playing is that going to hurt you're gonna you may hurt you know the owners and, and, and the people who own the league who don't look like you and you're you're trying to stick it to the man but like you said man and like what Draymond said um it's counterproductive in my opinion. And it goes back to what we talked about probably episode three or four when it comes to being logical, not just emotional. Yeah. Now here's what I will say. <laughs> I think the emotional decision to not play that day was big, was big. And here's, and I, I'll speak from my experience with what happened with me. Honestly, this has happened with me since multiple, I started working multiple times, multiple times. Um, they needed a mental health break. Oh, yep. And we're like, and and I I may have talked about this, but if I didn't, I'll, I'll just repeat it. So sorry if I'm repeating the same thing. But from 2014 to 2020, I've had to go to work, sit in the office with people who, for don't the most part, like don't you. look like me, and just go about my day and act like what I saw on TV and what I saw, you know, on social media did not affect me. I would talk about it with a few of my black coworkers, but it sucked. 
to just have to just sit there and, and act like, you know, business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the George Floyd, Floyd thing happened, I was like, mentally, man, like, I just, I hit a wall. Like, I was just exhausted, bro. Um, I was in a funk. And I could not, I could not put my finger on it because I've never, I've never mentally felt like, like, clouded like that. I mean, if you watch the video, like, and you're a human, I don't see how that wouldn't disturb you and put you in that set funk. Right. But, um, um, but anyways, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point. My point is that, like, I, I, get why they just needed to chill out and be like man i can't like i I can't play today right i'm not gonna play today like i'm not in the mental space to do that and shout out to adam silver um for you know not he's not he's never guilted the players publicly at least for trying to do what they think is right no they would have said something they would have said like there would have been reports on those calls where people were, you know, calling out Adam Silver. Right. Um, and again, he talks to those guys personally. Like, if they have a problem, they can reach out to him and he'll respond. So, yeah, man, I, kudos to him. Um, but like you said, I, I you know, I, I kind of did the same thing. Like, um, you know, when it happened and other things that happened in my workplace, it was just like... We need to worry about the people first before business. And I think that's what Adam Silver did. Because without the players, there's no product. Right. And, you know, he, he made sure that the players were emotionally stable. They are in the right mindset. Um, because majority of the league is black. And... It, it's, it's, it's a heavy weight on those guys, man. Because they have children. They have brothers. They have you know, um, you know, not just not just men. It happens a woman too, and Breonna Taylor. So, yeah, it's 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 needed, man. It's important to to just take take a day of just like day or week or whatever you need. Um, because, like you said, sometimes you got to clock out in order to clock back in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey guys, thanks for clocking in with us and making it this far into the episode. We want to continue these episodes for as long as possible, but we might need your help. If you click on the description on each episode, you'll find a link that reads support this podcast. If you enjoy keeping up with us, click on that link and you can make a monthly donation. All right, you guys hear enough of me talking anyways, so let's get back into the episode. So I do want to take a look at Kyrie's original stance, right? And here's what I will say, man. If you're going to not play for for that reason, then you should be doing what Kyrie's doing. Kyrie actually has put his money where his mouth is, um, financially and physically, like as far as um, doing things that actually are impacting not just the black community, but the Native American community as well. His who, mom is Native yeah, like he's like like she she legit like you know pro- she has black in her too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like enough to be considered like mm-hmm. blood Native American um, to be to have like the membership or whatever. And they're they're often forgot about honestly that community. Um, but Kyrie, man, he's he's really um, 
taking this time to to put things on the forefront um with again with with action man um i don't have i had some graphics that uh, i had i think in another note i don't i don't want to you know waste time trying to pull it up but the point is he's done four or five things throughout this time um to back up what he what he wanted to back up mm-hmm. he hasn't been chilling so if for the and again there may be other nba players who are, who are doing stuff i'm sure there are but, if, but yeah i'm sure there are and it's actually better if you're not talking about it in my opinion because yeah. you're not doing it for pr and i don't think Kyrie is it's just Kyrie is just a big He's name a, dude yeah um but if you're if the players did actually boycott the rest of the season my thing is what is your plan going back to the the black panther example like you all have resources you all have influence lebron has built the i promise school he's done things like that that's a tangible thing that is long term voting his voting initiative his voting initiative like you know what are some things that you can create as a league as a players association as individual players as teams in a league that'll have a long-term impact um the reality is donating money is cool but that money's going to run out eventually mm-hmm. which is why you know um what lebron's done and what he's doing and other players who set up academies they've um you know they they they've invested into real estate to keep gentrification from happening, which is a whole nother discussion. You know, I'm not going to get into that, but um, like, what's your plan? And after the season, what's your plan? So that in 2025, stuff is still going on. Yeah. Like the jerseys with the names and the Black Lives Matter, that's going to fade away. And it's almost, it's almost, I mean, there's no better to this, but it's, it's it's if this didn't happen in season, what we what would y'all be doing? How would y'all be communicating to people? Mm-hmm. All right. So again, look at it that way. If this is, if if you guys weren't playing right now, what would you be doing? Yeah, seriously. Are you going? Are you going to protest? Yeah, that's fine. But what else are you doing? Yeah, you pro that that ends now. What? And did that actually? And I'm not against protests, but after the protest ends, what long term effect is that going to have? The reality is, it's, it's not, not. It's not going to have any. It looks good no, on social media. No, you can say you were there, and you and it's not a bad thing to protest. But like, and you shouldn't be protesting during a pandemic. But yeah, I, I mean, mean that's that's a whole other yeah topic of discussion. Whatever. But uh. Yeah, man. I, mean, I guess I was I was proud of how the league uh, holistically, you know, ownership not ownership, but uh, league front office players, the players ownership too. Ownership too. Give them some credit because I know, like LA, they're opening Staples Center to for it to be a voting center. So oh, I that didn't doesn't happen. That. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, without ownership. Yeah. Um, and again, it's another actionable. Um, impactful thing that um, is really going to impact the election, and hopefully it's consistent. Like this doesn't just happen yeah, this year. Like open it, it up every election. It shouldn't. And um, I don't want to get on the voting on the voting tip, but like 
why why can I vote for American Idol through my phone with like two buttons? But I gotta do all this stuff to vote for, it for should, my president. It should be pretty like yeah, you should Eric, be you're a tech guy. Well, like <laughs> it should be pretty easy, it. right? I don't understand. It. It. Would it be the volume of votes? I can that would I can vote I can vote for Kelly Clarkson by texting this number, <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, again, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, get into that. that. that yeah, yeah, that could get. I don't want to get into that. A whole nother path. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> is Kelly Clarkson still making music? She's she's like a host. She's a host of the voice. Voting for her. To <laughs> she's a host of the vo- of the voice. Yeah, nobody's texting that number to vote for her to make music. Nah, not um, even. What about Ruben Stutter? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really tough to vote by phone because you got. First of all, you have a lot of the same things. Hey that man, you, that era was funny, fraud. bro. Right. I got more than one phone. I got more than one address. Mm-hmm. Like uh, tying it back to like one person. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of factors, man. That you got to. And Russia, you know, trying to interfere, that probably adds more to it. Just, China too, just, maybe. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus the network you're on when you submit it. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. I'm not gonna, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not that, I'm not just, that conspiracy there guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just, it's there's a fact that they they did, um, but you know, I thought this would be interesting to to, to talk about. Um, it kind of speaks to what Draymond was talking about, like as a black employee in corporate America or in, in any uh, arena, like you could be more blue collar. Um, I, I saw that like black Nike employees boycotted, right? NBA. Um, Employees, employees too yeah as well. so like as a black professional um is that something that is like feasible is that something that people should think about doing like and that and that's kind of speaks to like i think draymond's point like you know if they can if they they can do it then like everybody should be able to do it right right now i, I honestly i think there should be another um category in HR that's kind of close to bereavement so like when someone passes away mm-hmm. like you get bereavement but there should be like a mental health like PTO type thing dog like yeah it doesn't have to be specific to black people but if I'm like look man I, I need a I need a week you're not boycotting you're just saying look you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not gonna work. Like I can't, I'm not in the right mental space to work because of what's going on. Yeah, and I, I agree because, I mean, you watched the Last Dance. Yeah. My guy Dennis Rodman, was like, "Yo, Mike, Phil, I need like three days." My guy went to Vegas, partied his butt off, came back and probably had like forty five rebounds right. in the game, and they went on to win a championship. <laughs> So they yeah, only, sometimes they can only need, happen in, in the nineties. <laughs> facts, facts. But yeah, sometimes you, you just need time away, man. Like, because you're gonna burn yourself out, man. I've seen that too many times, and you know whether it's basketball, a kid who, you know, was his dad was training him every freaking day, and eventually he just be burnt out and didn't even play in college. Right. Um, and it's the same in, in the workplace, man. Like. You need. That's why I don't know. I I tweeted this the other day. I think I know they do this in Spain, but there needs to be a designated hour or two hour gap where everything's closed. 
no work is being done, and you just rest. They do that in Europe. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. And there's a reason why, you know, it's it's a just a lot calmer lifestyle over there. So I mean, like, I've, I've been there, I've seen it, I've experienced it. Yeah, I, I know you've been all you've been all over, you know, Western Europe. Um, so like, let's talk about how that relates to clocking in, though, because clocking in is not just about like. I'm gonna, it's not every day, but I gotta clock in, clock in. It's about no. it's about consistency, exactly, and f- being focused during that time. It's not about the you know stereotypical American like I'm a workaholic, you know that kind of like New York Northeast mentality. Fast pace, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm working from seven to to seven, and then I'm going home doing work. Like that's yeah, you're gonna be burnt out, and that's gonna result in you getting divorced most likely or having a terrible marriage and terrible home life um, unhealthy and, and other things like you need there's, you unhealthy need everything in moderation yeah things in moderation so when we talk about clocking in clocking in as a lifestyle it's like you if you want to be great at something yeah you're gonna have to put in extra time mm-hmm. but alright let's talk about Kobe Bryant's schedule um, he would wake up at like 5 in the morning get shots up from like 5.30 to 7.30, go home, eat breakfast, watch some film, go back around like noon. Take his kids to school. Take his kids to school, yep. He made sure he did that. Yep. Um, like every day. Every day. Took when his he, kids when to he, school. When he could. Wasn't on the road. Um, then he would, I think, go back, watch some film, um, lift some weights, come back from weights, take a nap. Then, you know, go back, get shots up. Like after, like he would pick up his kids mm-hmm. if he could. Go to the gym, shoot more, from probably like five to seven, and then come home and spend the rest of his time with, with his family. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to accomplish, like yes, you need to put in the time. He decided he needed to wake up earlier to do that. He need, and he would go to sleep. He didn't. He wasn't a night owl. He wasn't getting like four hours of sleep. Like nah, he'd go to sleep at like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Do it all over again. Um, it's, a mar- it's a marathon. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Like it's 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 a marathon, and and you know, overworking can turn a passion into a nightmare very quickly. Yep. Very quickly. So um, so yeah, man. Like. Let's not misconstrue when we talk about clocking in that, you know, it's, it's work, 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 like, or, you know, just just burn yourself out. Nah, like, clock out, get your head right, get your body right, spirit right, mental right, all that, and then be more refreshed to actually be effective mm-hmm. when you clock in the next time. And that's work, that's parenting, that's relationships. Um working out like that's that's all life. types of stuff it's life, life man um but what i wanted to to end with man topic wise is the state of the union <laughs> um you know he, we talked a little bit about this on episode one unity uh is greater than division and this week was a wild week man um with what happened in kenosha and um, with with Jacob Blake, but also with Kyle Rittenhouse, um, 
I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into like my thoughts on all that. It's it's not what this is about. Yeah. What what I do wanna talk about is um the media man with all these different movements, the the names of these movements, um, you know, all there's all types of ways to affiliate and align yourself with certain groups of people. And when things like this happen, every group is focused on how can I validate that I'm right, that my opinion is right about whatever the thing is. My movement is right. Exactly. They don't they're not looking at the situation objectively. Right? And again, this this isn't about was it right that it happened or was it no, this is with anything racial. All lives matter trying to prove this. Blue lives matter trying to prove this. Black lives matter trying to prove this. Whatever whatever y'all are on, like it, and it, it and what ends up happening is no one is having a conversation and actually trying to get to the solution to fix what's what's wrong with with this nation when it comes to race, racial uh, issues. Yeah, and I'm and I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This, that's why I don't and you don't you don't either. This, that's why I don't subscribe to any of these Black Lives Matter all whatever. Because like you said, it's 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 divisive. You may you may it may it may seem like it's not. But can you tell me who the leader is of these of these movements? There is no leader. No, none of these because they're honestly they're not even real. They're not. I don't even. I, I'm not gonna call it a movement. Honestly, because what what Malcolm X had, what Malcolm had, what Marcus Garvey had, W. B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, they had they had clearly defined um, mission statements, um, strategies. They had leadership levels um they had systems yep everyone literally social media has created um what they think is a movement where really it's it's it's, it's, it's unorganized chaos it's, it's not even organized chaos it's, it's unorganized it's chaos. a hashtag and and what ends up happening is when you're saying whatever matters or whatever you know whatever organization it is um what you're what is is going to happen is you're you against whatever movement y'all y'all aren't open to hearing what other people what that other person has to say which is why if you get rid of all this stuff let's have a conversation about please what what actually happened what are my what are my opinions on it and instead of saying oh because your blue lives matter um you know you don't care that uh, you know, an unarmed black man got killed. That's not necessarily true. No. Because if you say black lives matter, it doesn't mean that you're anti-police. Because you say all lives matter, it doesn't mean that Again, you're racist. Like, until, give, me, give me the leaders of these so-called movements and let's, let's, come, to the, let's come to the round table. Yeah. Can, can we do that? Can, can somebody do that? It's not possible. There's no, there's no organization. No. So you guys, are, you guys are falling into the lava of chaos. Yeah. And it's dangerous. People are dying. And relationships are, are being, relationships are being ruined in, with the families, friends, because each movement is, is taking a part of a, a story and running with it. They're running just with do it. Your, do, your, do your research. Just, just, just be, just think for yourself. Be and, able and to I, think again, for I yourself. Say this, I say this all the time. Your emotions aren't always true. 
Don't believe your emotions. Because most of the time, again, we're human. We think emotionally and we tend to act on it. And that's a problem. But take a day. Recollect yourself and assess the situation or whatever it is you're putting yourself into. Um, because, again, similar to like LeBron. LeBron, when the, when the stuff happened, he's like, man, I don't want to play anymore. He took a day and, a, and maybe a couple of days. He called Obama. He called Obama. He, he's, he, you know, he sought knowledge and someone who, um, you know, wasn't in that uh, emotional state as he was. And he came to, I think, the right conclusion to, to play. Like, he's freaking LeBron James. If LeBron doesn't play, I mean, Beverly, Patrick Beverly said it. He's like, if LeBron, if LeBron wants to play, we're playing. We're right. going to the bubble. We're right. It's the same thing. If LeBron was like, no, I'm not playing. Cancel. So, do your research, yeah, man. man. Like, unaffiliate your mental do your state research. from political parties, whatever organization. Think. 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 And come to the conclusion that aligns to, to you know, who you are, but also is, is the right conclusion. Regardless of... If that ends up disagreeing with whatever uh, movement that you affiliate yourself with, then so be it. Then so be it. But the state of the union right now is pretty screwed up. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with everyone. The media has sensationalized and radicalized each movement. So everyone is just trying to prove that their movement is, is the right movement, which is not getting us anywhere. It's actually getting us further. So... On a lighter note, man, wanted to end with something special that we haven't done yet. Yeah. That we want to start doing. Um, you know, we started this clock in movement with uh, with you and I probably about ten months ago. So like last fall, it started to pick up steam during the quarantine. Yeah. Right. And the person that we want to highlight uh, was one of the first to to really get on board with it. Um, so one of the things we're gonna start doing is we're gonna have a clock in MVP of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really about, again, not necessarily just working out and, and all that, but, you know, who's been consistent, who's, um, empowering others. who's empowering others, who's, who's spreading positivity, um, you know, who's embodying that, that, that type of lifestyle of, of, you know, clocking in. So I'll let you talk about this person because you know yeah. him a lot better. Um, um yeah, man, my, my guy, uh, Pedro Gowans, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, but I met him, uh, in the UK. Uh, when I was over there in, in Colchester, England. Um, and he's just a, he's just a, a genuine, like, just nice person. Um, I've never once heard him say anything negative. Um, and yeah, he's just one of those guys you just, you just want to be around. Um, so for me to, to see his growth, um, you know, on his own journey, and just realize that like I somehow helped him is 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 why I am so excited and willing to continue doing this. Right. Um and you know, he's uh he's inspiring a lot of people along the way, man. I don't even know if he knows it yet, but I hope he does. I told him I was like, Man, you need to do your own podcast. For real. Um, cause he, you know, he, he articulates himself well, yeah. he's, he's motivating. Um, 
so yeah, man, I'm just, I'm proud. I'm honored to be, you know, his friend. Um, and one day, you know, we'll, we'll meet again, man. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's special. It really is. Uh, I think he's lost like between like 15 to 20 pounds, maybe even more than that. Um, and if you were to tell me when I met him back in like 2017, that he's now just like, kind of like a workout guru. He's, I think he's, he's been eating like vegan now. Yeah, he's been, he's been. Um, and yeah, if you were to really tell on me. that, like nutrition. Yeah, if you were to tell me like, like two years ago, I'd be like, no way, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's just special that, um, you know, people are really um, just changing their lives, their lifestyles and um, inspiring and, and changing people along the way. Cause that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, we're, we're trying to push this, this whole society forward. Um, and yeah, man, you know, we're, we're, we'll continue to do it. And, you know, there's more people that have been clocking in and we'll highlight. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was a special one and, and really stuck out. So big shout out to you, Ped. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's a drinking game we used to play. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's, the game is terrible. Like I, <laughs> I would never, I would never play it again, but he's one of those dudes where like, you know, he'll just force you to play it. Right. And like. Um, but yeah, man, maybe one day we'll play that game and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll meet again. So big yeah. shout out to you, Pat. Round of applause, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once again, man, always a pleasure doing this with you. Episode 12, man, we've been consistent and, uh, people I think are really getting value from it. Big shout 12. out to, wow. uh, to Nico, man. That's crazy. Mr. Fooley. Holla at him. Here. Russell, my man Eric, holla at him. Um, shout out to the goods, man. Good. Shout out to the goods, man. Goods. We're about to clock in. Add value to these, to these kids, man. Shout out to Walt, Behan, the fan, man. So clock in this week, everybody. Um, be the best version of you so y'all can be the goods. Let's get it. Clock in. Let's get it. <laughs>